WSJM News Now. Team coverage from the WSJM Newsroom on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. WSJM News is brought to you by the Tongue Crier Wire. Download your free local news app today at the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson says voters will be safe and the rights will be protected in today's primary election and in the general election in November. She spoke Monday to assure voters her office has worked with local clerk's offices across Michigan to ensure they know all the rules and what to do if there are any attempts at disruptions. Benson also noted it may take a while to learn the winners of primaries due to the high numbers of absentee ballots. Bad actors could wrongly claim that the time it takes to finish counting absentee ballots is evidence of malfeasance rather than simply acknowledging the truth that counting often continues long after polls close because the Michigan State Legislature has not provided Michigan election clerks time before Election Day to pre-process absentee ballots. Benson says there could be additional confusion if some media outlets report numbers that don't take absentee votes into account. She urged anyone who witnesses voter intimidation or election interference to contact our local clerk, police, or the voter protection hotline at 866-OUR-VOTE. The number of primary voters casting ballots for governor is expected to reach pre-pandemic levels today. Michigan Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson is expecting that between 2 and 2.5 million ballots will be cast during the primary. Western Michigan University Political Science Chair John Clark says there are a lot of unknowns. Generally speaking, the folks that vote in primaries are either people who hold really strong partisan views or who tend to be uh, more liberal on the Democratic side or, or more conservative on the, on the Republican side. And so it's not, it's not a great representation of the whole electorate. Clark says the lines are new because of redistricting. Benton Harbor City Commissioners have approved a purchase of a new video surveillance system to help prevent crime and catch illegal dumpers. At a Monday meeting... Mayor Max Muhammad said the contract with Videotech Corporation will enable the city to protect assets like the Armory, 200 Pompeo Avenue, and city parks while catching those who come to town to dump trash. Commissioner Mary Alice Adams expressed reservations about a system that could lead to fines for residents, but Commissioner Ron Singleton said residents want something done about the trash dumping. The residents come up and say about the trash and the garbage in the street, the things going on, and they want us to do something about it. How are we going to do something about it if we don't take the steps and put some things in place to get it done? The cost of the equipment is $354,000, which will be shared between Whirlpool and the city. The city will use $177,000 in federal ARPA funds for its half of the purchase, and then another $103,000 of ARPA funds for the installation. Mayor Muhammad noted the cameras will not be used for traffic enforcement. Meanwhile, public safety officers in Benton Harbor will receive a pay increase following action on Monday night by the city commission. The plan is to give officers a 5% raise. Mayor Pro Tem Dwayne Seats says the city's police work long hours and deserve it. These guys every day put their life on the line for the safety and stability of the city, not knowing if they're going to be able to go home or not. Mayor Muhammad said local police officers help residents in many ways while putting themselves on the line. He said with costs for everything up, a 5% raise is the least the city could do for its police. The pay increases were approved with Commissioners Adams and Juanita Henry voting no. Commissioner Sharon Henderson abstained because her husband is a police officer. A new ordinance is now in place in South Haven to give people protection against discrimination for housing, public accommodation, and employment. The ordinance offers that protection to people based on their gender identity and sexual orientation, making it illegal locally to fire someone or deny them housing on that basis. Councilmember Joe Reeser says dozens of communities have already passed it. 
It says a lot about who we are as a community. Um, we had those four young students come to our community, and they, one of the things they all said was how welcoming our community was and how good they felt. And a couple of them, I think, were from New York or wherever. The ordinance change follows a Michigan Supreme Court ruling that the Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act give those protections as well. City officials say the state law has changed, and this tracks with those changes. St. Joe Charter Township officials decided to play ball on Monday, approving a special use permit for the St. Joseph Youth Sports Foundation to build a $5 million outdoor youth sports complex at the corner of Maiden Lane and Hollywood Road. The nonprofit foundation, headed by resident and parent Nicole Schmidt, is proposing the complex featuring football, baseball, and softball fields, a playground, splash pad, batting cages, and more. Schmidt says she has been working on the project for about a year as her children come of age for organized sports. The project still has a long way to go, however, as the foundation still needs to secure about $4 million in funding, and many details need to be ironed out. Township manager Denise Cook advised that the next step will be developing and approving the site plan. After celebrating 100 years of winemaking last year, Pawpaw-based St. Julian Winery announced a new milestone on Monday. A fourth generation will lead the family business going forward. As Zavala Bragnani II has been named president. He's the sixth family member to head the company and said he's honored to carry on the family legacy and lead the company as it turns the page on a new century of operations. Growing up, I've got tons of memories of the place, from hanging out with my brother and my cousins, all the way to working in the tasting rooms during high school. So, yeah, this is a, a very memorable place, lots of special memories that come along with it. So, you know, our goal here is just to continue to try to grow the business, continue to upgrade and outfit this place to make it one of the top wineries in the world. St. Julian is Michigan's largest and longest operating winery and has been family-owned since its founding in 1921 by Mariana McConey. The company has been in its pawpaw location since 1941 and continues to use 100% local fruit in its winemaking. The Lake Michigan College Mendel Center's Volunteers of the Year for 2021-22 are Lois and Vern Brucker of St. Joseph. They received the honor on July 13th during the annual Volunteer Appreciation Reception. Both had volunteered at the Mendel Center for six years and volunteer elsewhere in the community. Mendel Center volunteers are responsible for ensuring patron safety, ushering, patron assistance, and other assignments related to day-of-show operations. The Volunteer Corps assists with events including the main stage performances, the annual Lake Michigan College Commencement Ceremony, Lake Michigan College Visual and Performing Arts Department performances, the Economic Club of Southwest Michigan Speaker Series, Blossom Time Pageants, and many others. The Mendel Center is accepting volunteer applications for the 2022-23 season, now through the end of August. Those interested in joining the volunteer team may contact the Mental Center Volunteer Office at volunteers at lakemichigancollege.edu or call 269-927-8700, option 3. And an athletic trainer who helped start fitness programs at Renaissance Athletic Club in Benton Harbor before he was killed in a vehicle crash last year is being honored by the club with a new training room dedicated in his honor. Renaissance manager Laura McCoy tells us Jason Rayner was an NFL trainer, Nike master trainer, and founder of Trainer Rainer LLC. She says Rainer was instrumental in starting the RAC's personal training program and workplace wellness program. The owner, Sean Todman, decided that he wanted to, it was his way to honor Jason and his commitment to fitness and his legacy that goes along with the health and wellness and training and space. He was passionate about what he did, and we just wanted that passion to continue. McCoy says the new Jason Rainer training studio will have its grand opening on August 18th. It's designed as a one-on-one -on -one space, so customers can work with the trainers without interference. The ribbon-cutting event will include a free hit class, tastings from North Pier Brewery, and Good Boy Vodka. 
food samplings, and with music by DJ Snacks. It'll be held from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m., and everyone's invited. Download the News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM app and listen online anywhere. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Dave Wolf.